Welcome back to Be A Better Baddie. This is Quenisha, your host. And today, I am doing a replay of one of my very early episodes, Being Black in the Workplace. Being that it is the last day of Black History Month and we're moving into Women's History Month, no better time to talk about Black women's, okay? So... This episode is near and dear to my heart. You're going to hear in the intro, I still say QT with a pot because this is when it was new, etc. But um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy and let me know what you think. See ya. Welcome back to QT with a pot. So with all of like the racial unrest, I guess is the word we'll call it, that's going on, you know, there's been this, there's this push, like it's cool now to accept black people. <clears throat> it's cool to be friends with black people, which it's always been like cool. But right now it's like, if you don't accept black people, then what are you doing? Right. So We've seen all the companies post everything about how they stand with black lives. And I'm sure you got like your company email, like when everything kicked off, like when it started with George Floyd, about how they will stand for you and everything. And I do find it interesting that like some people won't say black lives matter like companies because it's a political stance, supposedly. I don't know. You tell me. I didn't know it was political, but um all this got me thinking about like how now people are you know wanting to create more inclusive environments they're having these chats with people now where we're talking about how can we improve our company or how can we make you feel more, more welcome I for one um I refuse to participate in those chats because um it's just it's it's very performative like do you really care like how I feel at work or are you just trying to respond so that itself is another topic um but yeah going back so there there's this push now to like normalize being black which it should have been normal you know and I think we can all agree that there are distinct future features um to the black experience and not every single black experience is the same but they are there are similarities between most black experience experiences and this kind of just made me think about like being a black woman at work which I know my friends and I talk about it this all the time I'm sure you and your friends talk about it as well like we have to navigate so many different things being at work and it depends on your work environment. So just thinking, do you even feel comfortable at work? Do you like your coworkers? Do your coworkers make you feel comfortable? And there's just so many things you have to think about. Like even for instance, our hair, I'll speak for myself. When I change my hair, it's always like we know we get our hair done. We know what we wear wigs and weaves and braids and we'll wear our natural hair. Like we know that it happens like that's just a way of life. It's a fact. But I don't I don't know how it's taken from other people 
who don't really understand that. So it's even just feeling anxiety around like your hair and what people will think or say, or even the way your clothes fit your body. And of course, not every single black girl has big boobs and big butt or is curvy. But for the ones that are like, I feel like there's a difference between being a black girl with curves versus being a white girl with curves. If a white girl just wears a pencil skirt, it's, oh, you look cute. But if a black girl wears it, it's sexualized, you know. So now you are being sexualized in your work environment. It's quote unquote inappropriate. So it made me think of why, why, um, Black women are uncomfortable or comfortable at their jobs because I've had both experiences where I am comfortable at my job and I feel accepted and I've had experiences where I felt like I was not accepted. So to collect more data, I guess in a sense, I reached out to some of my friends who work in different fields. So um, I have one from consulting, one in the healthcare tech field, and one in education. And I simply just sent them a message saying, hey, can you send me a one-minute recording telling me about your experience as a black woman at your job and in your field. And now I am going to play their responses. Being an African-American woman in the world of consulting means almost always being the minority in any meeting room, in any leadership meeting, in any cabinet or board meeting. Um, And my experiences are probably, will probably echo the same sentiments of other African-Americans and African-American women in general, uh, meaning we have to work twice as hard to get the same or half as much recognition and be twice as loud to be heard as a woman. Um, When it comes to promotions and uh, even networking, there's a level of uh, unfamiliarity, I would say, because when I'm trying to connect with my fellow coworkers that are not, that just didn't have the same experiences um, that I've had growing up, it's, it's hard to find common ground. And that makes it harder to bond. And in the world of business, it's very, very important to make connections and, you know, be known to people as somebody. So I think that puts African-American women at a particular disadvantage when the world of business is predominantly white male dominated. So two things stood out to me from her statement. One was the networking thing, which is very, very true. From It has been true in my experience. So networking is based off likability. You typically like people that you have similar experiences to. So what can what can you talk about with these people to make a connection so that you can network with them and ask them for things in the future? Um, I remember in high school, I was a part of this college access program and we went hiking. And the reason I remember we were on the trip and I hated it, like, come on, think a bunch of black kids from Atlanta hiking like we. We didn't bathe for like three days. We pitched a tent. We that we were out there. We were out there. So I remember the reason our our coordinator told us she was just like, you have to do this because in college you will have something to talk about with the white people. And I mean, it was true because I remember sitting in class one day and someone was talking about hiking or camping or something, something like that. And I could then talk about that because They couldn't relate to my experiences of being in the cafeteria and watching people walk it out on top of the tables or 
going to watch fights, I guess. Like, I mean, my high school experience would would not have been relatable to the kids I went to college with, honestly speaking. So that is very, I could see how you feel like, how black women could feel like an outsider during networking. She also used the word bond. She said that because we don't have shared experiences with a lot of our coworkers, it makes it harder to bond. And that kind of makes the workplace a tad bit more unbearable. Did that even make sense? A tad bit more. It makes the workplace unbearable if you feel like you don't bond with your coworkers. Um, and I do appreciate that about my current job. Like we do, we one create spaces where we do share stories with each other and create connections and then we also have those informal spaces where it's like we just genuinely like each other and we hang out literally so yes that is very important okay now let's hear from the next person so being a black educator is definitely definitely rewarding um when it comes to building relationships with my students and their families in that regard i love my job however in the same vein, it is very challenging because my skin color is usually used as a pawn. And I, when I say that, I mean that I am used as the enforcer of rules or systems that I don't always 100% agree with, um, rules or systems that have a racist undertone or are sometimes flat out racist. Um, when a child is having a moment, it is usually the black teacher that is called upon to figure out what's going on. Um, it's usually the black teacher's responsibility to educate their white peers on how to speak to kids and how to speak to their parents and how to not judge a book by its cover. It is usually the black teacher um, who has to go above and beyond all the time, doing wearing many hats in the school building, never just doing their one role. They're usually asked to do 10 times more than their white counterpart. They're expected to do 10 times more than their white counterpart and there's no room to fail. There's no room for you to really take care of yourself. Black teachers spend way more time in the in the building from the beginning of the day to the end of the day. Um, black teachers are taking way more stuff home than their white peers because as a black teacher, we are thinking about these kids even when we leave the home, even when we leave the school building. Whereas once the school day ends for some for many white peers, then that is it. They get to go home, worry about their families, um, and just live their life. Whereas black teachers, we don't have that luxury. When things are going on in the world, we see our kids, and that becomes a priority to which we can't differentiate work life and personal life. So that part is very challenging um, to me as a black educator. And so that's challenging to me because black teachers are also underpaid, um, undervalued. So when 
we speak up about certain things that we feel need to change. Um, it's usually brushed under a rug or completely ignored. Um, or someone else of a different persuasion comes up with an idea similar and they get all the credit. Um, and I think the lack of pay, the underpaid part stems from the fact that many black teachers are doing more than just teaching. Many black teachers are coaches. They are um, doing administrative roles and responsibilities and yet not given not being paid to take on those different those different roles um and so they're using the fact that we care so much as a way to like rope us into these all these different roles and we're not necessarily demanding that we get what we um deserve in terms of pay because we know that at the end of the day no one's going to do it and that our kids need it so it is very challenging with that part because, you know, we're not a lot of black educators that I've come across are not as um, financially stable, even with, you know, having a master's and having um, being in, in a middle class still aren't as um, affluent or close to as affluent as our counterparts. A lot of, especially the white women that I work with, they are married, so they have a, a, a dual income household, you know, so, and a lot of the black women that I work with are single, um, and so they're only bringing in one income. So it's, it's, it's very, very challenging because, you know, black women and black men in the education field are definitely doing a lot and not being paid enough and not being recognized enough. Okay. It was nice to hear from someone else that works in the education field. I also work in education, but I didn't. My perspective's already heard here all the time. So that idea of black teachers or black women also, like more specifically, working above and beyond and not getting compensated for that effort, especially the emotional labor they put into their job, is not, we're not compensated enough. I believe that our first guest also spoke about working, overworking, and not being, comp not compensated, I think being recognized for her hard work. So that's something that crosses over, I guess, regardless of the field. And then let's hear from one more person, and she is in the healthcare slash technology field. And I would like to say that I work in a tech company, I work at a startup, and I was actually very surprised at how many black women there were at my job when I first started there a year ago. Um, that's part of the reason why I actually joined this company. We had a lot of leadership that was black. My boss was black. You know, the VP of engineering was black. Like, I was loving it. However, a year later, none of those people are there. Like, none of the, none of my, um, my boss isn't there, the VP isn't there, a lot of black leadership has left, um, a lot of black people have left, and I'm starting to now feel more like how I thought I would feel, which is like in a token, which is how I felt in other kind of tech spaces before. I think generally it's hard to be a black woman at work, um, especially if you have like a very big personality. Um, and a very black, that's an air quote, personality. 
we all know what what I mean by that. Hopefully, um, what I what I mean by that is you have your black personality and you have your white, you know, I'm gonna make white people feel comfortable personality, and so that's the personality I bring to work. I would say that my making white people comfortable personality is still very still very like pushing the limits there um i feel like i'm lucky because i work in a tech space so i can kind of do that um whereas maybe in another job like i absolutely would not do that um but bringing your whole self to work which is i feel like a lot of companies say those kind of things it's one of my company models it's like absolutely the fuck not like what I can bring myself to work with certain coworkers, but I can't just like get up here and start a meeting and be like, all right, so what y'all think about blah, 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 even though I probably could communicate the same things and probably I'd be more confident about doing it. Um, but that's just seen as unprofessional. So I don't do it. Um, and I think society would have to have a huge shift in order for people to be able to do that. And have the same respect that white people can kind of go up in a room and stand in front of a group of people and be like so what the fuck's going on with this everyone laughs and we're like ha he's casual and playful and he's still smart um yeah so that's the that's the future i hope for black women and black people in general (laughs) okay bye i think this is a great way to wrap up this episode I do want to thank all of my virtual guests for helping me create this episode because without their experiences and their words, I don't think I would have been able to portray my point at all because I've only worked in one field. So I only have experience in one field. Um, so now I'm handing it off to you. You tell me what have your experiences been as a black woman in the workplace? I'm curious. Let me know who you relate to, who you don't relate to what you think I'm missing from this episode and can't wait to talk to you guys make sure you're following me at QT with a pod bye